Hi, this is Yona Chatsnoff with Pneuma Wellness at FromWomen'sHealth.com. And I want to talk today about postpartum birth control and family planning. So postpartum birth control, so I'm talking about birth control after a woman's had a baby. And family planning talks about, doesn't just cover like not getting pregnant, but the idea of when does a woman want to get pregnant. So I have a couple thoughts on this that I wanted to share, some kind of practical stuff and some Hushkopic stuff. So first, I wanted to start with one quick point, which is that just because someone can go to the mikvah because they were able to get clean very fast doesn't mean that they have to or even that they should. There are women who will get clean at three weeks. They'll be able to get a hepsake after a couple weeks, go to the mikvah at three weeks, and then they feel a little bit stuck. So there are there may be women who want to go to the mikvah at three weeks, and there'll be others who feel like it's a little fast, or four or five weeks is a little bit fast. And of the women who have spoken to me about this, I've encouraged them to speak to a Rav. So medically, we recommend waiting a minimum of four weeks, then they usually say four to six weeks to allow healing. And what's that four to six weeks for? So if a woman's torn and got stitches um, or something like that, then there might be some healing that needs to happen on the outside of the vagina or in the vaginal canal that they might be really nervous about. and it's But that's not the only thing. Even if a woman didn't tear, um, the pelvic floor muscles get, you know, all of the muscles that support underneath the uterus and around the vagina, they become, they can be traumatized is the word we use. They undergo trauma. They undergo stretching and pressure. And a lot happens when a baby passes through that space. So they need time to heal and kind of, if they got bruised, let's say, or they got a little bit... Um, they just got pushed out of place. Things settle back into the right place, but it takes time for things to get comfortable in that way. And then lastly, on the inside of the uterus, you have the placental site, where the placenta attached to the uterus. And when the placenta comes out, it actually forms a scar, a, a scab over there. Not scar, sorry, a scab. And that area needs to heal over. And um, giving four weeks time helps decrease the likelihood of in Infection being introduced through the vagina and into the uterus to that spot. So that's where the four to six weeks minimum comes from. It also, that's the time also that women are usually seen by a medical provider in the United States, either an OB or a midwife. That's when they would be getting birth control if that's what they wanted, if, that, if getting it prescribed or an IUD placed. We're not just waiting so that a woman can get birth control. There are other things to consider and how a woman feels emotionally. Does she feel ready to be with her husband after that experience, those are all valid. And it's not to say that it's not valid that a woman should go to the mikveh when she feels ready so that she can be available with her, to her husband. And that's a beautiful part of a, a marriage and relationship. It is. I'm not, I'm not denying that at all, but the woman's experience and the woman's health also needs to get factored. And I think women don't realize they can ask their rav they just assume that if they got clean, they need to go and they get all nervous about it. But it's definitely appropriate to speak to a rub if you have any questions, particularly because the medical recommendation is four to six weeks. That's a pretty good place to start a conversation. That's the first thing I wanted to talk about. The next thing I wanted to talk about is breastfeeding as birth control. Now, everyone knows someone that breastfeeding didn't work for and they got pregnant really fast. And then... I don't know if people talk about as often all the women that breastfeeding does work for. 
as a form of birth control or as a way to slow down getting pregnant again. So I think some of um, the failures, let's say, if you want to call it that, it's kind of a harsh term, but the medical term would be failure. But some of the cases, the anecdotes we hear, the stories we hear about women who got pregnant really fast, those women may not have been breastfeeding in a way that would even qualify as breastfeeding as birth control. So, and then there are going to be women who it just didn't work for. And that's, that's okay too. So I just want to introduce that idea this way, but okay. So how does it work? When a woman nurses, her body releases a hormone called prolactin and prolactin tells the body to keep estrogen levels low and to suppress or stop ovulation so that a woman, a woman will not become pregnant again too quickly. Why do I say too quickly? The body is trying to protect the breast milk supply for the new baby. And when a woman becomes pregnant, the milk supply usually drops. So here's one thing that women often miss. If you're getting your period, then you can't assume that you're not ovulating. It's possible that you're not ovulating yet, but if a woman is breastfeeding and getting her period, then this is not breastfeeding as birth control. We're talking about how breastfeeding prevents pregnancy in women who haven't gotten a period yet. Um, and here's just a few things that La Leche says about breastfeeding as a form of birth control. It's a good place to start. So breastfeeding as a form of birth control is also called lactational amenorrhea, or not getting a period because you are breastfeeding. That's the name of the method of birth control, the method of family planning. And in order to use lactational amenorrhea, or LAM, as your birth control, you have to be able to answer yes to all three of these questions. The first question is, is my baby less than six months old? It's only statistically proven up to the six month mark. That's when it's studied. Number two, is my baby fully or nearly breastfed and breastfeeding both frequently, both by day and by night? Nearly fully breastfed means that the baby might receive some taste-sized portions of solids on occasion but they're getting all their nutrition basically from breast milk. Um, there are those who would say the baby needs to just be fed at the breast and that pumping isn't gonna work and that varies. Some women pumping will work the same, some women it won't. D different levels of hormones might be released by how the suckling process, whether the baby's sucking or the pump is pulling out milk, how that works. And there are others that would say even a pacifier will make it less effective, but that's not scientifically supported. As long as the baby is eating often enough by night and by day, usually every four hours by day and every six hours by night, without any supplemental feedings of formula at all, no formula given, then that's how you would qualify yes. Answering yes to number two, the baby's nearly breastfed. I'm sorry, fully breastfed. Um, the third thing is, have I had no vaginal bleeding, not even spotting, since six weeks after my baby was born. Why do they say six weeks? Six weeks is the time that most women will get a period back if they are not breastfeeding. So it's not the exact same as when a woman got clean or went to the mikvah um, because they might not be you know, actively spotting, but they go to do a badika and there's some color there that disqualifies it, let's say. But if a woman is not bleeding and not having spotting since they've gotten since they've gotten clean or around six weeks, six, seven weeks, then they can answer yes to this question. So baby less than six months old, baby fully breastfed, 
not bleeding? If you can answer yes to all three of those questions with all the little things I added, then your chances of becoming pregnant are less than 2%. And this has been studied a lot. Everyone knows someone it didn't work for, but it, if all of those are met, the statistics really support breastfeeding as a, as a form of birth control. That being said, it's really hard to do. It's hard to meet all those qualifications. So unless a woman has a track record where she knows that it works for herself, she may want to try another method. Most women will get their periods back between 9 to 18 months. So there are women that can go longer and they will be breastfeeding. They've introduced food. They go longer and they still don't get pregnant. And there are women who it'll be a little bit less for. They'll get a period back at five months, even though they've been breastfeeding or, you know, something like that. So at that point, if a woman wants to be sure that she's not getting pregnant, even though she is breastfeeding and meeting all these recommendations, then spermicide is as a backup is a really great option because it's not hormonal, it's minimally invasive. And once you add the statistics of spermicide to the statistics of breastfeeding, you have very good coverage. So that's one thing that's recommended to women who are using breastfeeding as a form of birth control and who um, just want to be extra sure. Like it's important to them to not get pregnant. So we know people that fail for, right? But at the same time, there are many women with a natural two-year spacing that they really do get two years between kids just by breastfeeding. And Hashem really designed this system beautifully and effectively. So if we always minimize it by talking about the women it didn't work for, we lose that. There's one thing I read from La Leche while I was looking this up that really spoke to me, which I wanted to add. I'm just going to read it and then I'm going to share a thought. So it can be very hard emotionally if you feel you are needing to choose between your future hoped-for child and meeting the needs of the child currently in your arms. Some women like to think of this as an experience of their bodies being in tune with their baby's needs. When our babies are feeding from us often enough to suppress our fertility, this might be because they are not yet ready to share us with a sibling. So why do I like that? Why do I choose to share that with you? The answer is because I've heard more than one woman say that she felt pressured to stop nursing because she should, I'm putting in air quotes, be getting pregnant again. That that would be the standard spacing in her community that she wants to catch up in the number of kids. Maybe she got married a little bit later. Even if, even maybe she's concerned that her period wouldn't actually come back. So reminding yourself that Hashem created this design himself is helpful when you're balancing being pulled in multiple directions. Um, one thing I want to add though, is women who need fertility assistance to become pregnant may have other considerations. And that's not what I'm referring to here. I'm talking about women who were able to get pregnant are able to breastfeed, but feel like they're being pulled um, in a few different directions. And they're not really sure hushkafically how to consider the fact that they're not getting pregnant while breastfeeding. So we've covered breastfeeding as a form of birth control. And breastfeeding is a pretty passive form of birth control. You're very busy feeding your baby, but you're not, you're not taking a medication. You're not doing anything active other than feeding your child to prevent getting pregnant. And... It's a halakhically approved method by everyone. You don't have to go ask your rub about breastfeeding. Um, but when we talk about postpartum birth control, postpartum family planning, it's, it's acknowledging that there are going to be women who feel like they need a longer break between their kids. They might have health, health they might have physical or mental health reasons that it's important to them. 
they might have Hashkafic reasons that it's important to them. And all, all ideas that a woman has are valid and up for discussion. Whether a woman is going to take birth control or not is a conversation that needs to be had with her husband to discuss what, what they think is good with their family and, and halakhically should be discussed with the Rav. So I'm not here to encourage people to use or not to use birth control. It's going to be a personal conversation and a personal choice for every woman and every family. All that being said, if someone is planning to get an IUD, then their provider, their doctor, or their, their midwife will want to know that they haven't been with their spouse for one to two weeks. Most pregnancies that happen with IUDs actually occurred before the IUD was placed. So the woman got pregnant before the IUD was put in. Again, this is one reason that doctors will ask you to wait from four to six weeks. So that IUD won't necessarily end a pregnancy, but it can lead to problems with the pregnancy. And in some cases, it can cause miscarriage. The earliest recommended placement is six weeks. Some providers will put an IUD in at four weeks, but six weeks is considered best practice from a milk supply perspective. And it also actually decreases the chances of an IUD being pushed through the uterus, which can sometimes happen. And I have another IUD podcast coming soon, which is not meant to scare you. Just happens to mention that as well. Other options of, breast, of um, birth control while breastfeeding include the mini pill. Mini pill, though, is associated with a lot of spotting. And uh, one thing that I heard, that I've only heard through the grapevine, is that it can be used maybe with a different dosing schedule or with additional hormones. And the organization Taharinu, the link to their website is actually on my blog. Um, they can help with dosing of birth control, including the mini pill and different, different mini pills are used in the United States than in Israel. So it's, if someone wants to use the mini pill, but is having problems with spotting, they should definitely be in touch with Tahirinu. And another option, another non-hormonal option is spermicide, which again, we mentioned when I was talking about um, I mentioned when I was talking about breastfeeding, if someone wants a little bit extra, um, another method, again, to prevent pregnancy, that's just a little extra to add to breastfeeding. Spermicides do work, but they're not as effective as many of the other methods. So it depends what, how important it is to a woman to not be getting pregnant. Um, and there are some rabbinic authorities, some rabbanim who will permit the use of a diaphragm. <clears throat> so... That's a question that would need to be asked to your local Orthodox rabbi or your posake. Um, if a woman starts a progesterone IUD while breastfeeding, it might thin the, uter the uterine lining to the point that she doesn't start back a period even after she stops breastfeeding. Let me try and make that a little clearer. What is a period? A period is the blood that has built up inside the uterus shedding coming off once a month when hormone levels drop. One of the things that a progesterone IUD does is that it keeps that uterine lining very thin. So if a woman has been breastfeeding and she would not have been getting a period anyways because of the effects of breastfeeding hormones, she's got this progesterone IUD in there and they're working together, let's say, to keep the uterine lining very thin 
It's been in there for six months already by the time the woman stops breastfeeding. And as one of the side effects as a, of a progesterone IUD is not having a period. That happens to some women. So if she goes straight from not getting a period because of breastfeeding to not getting a period because of the IUD, that's okay. It's possible it's okay. Some women will go from not getting a period from breastfeeding, though, to getting spotting from their progesterone IUD. So it's another consideration. Um, I have on my blog a wonderful blog post, if I say so myself. It's got an amazing and comprehensive diagram with all the pros and cons of birth control methods that are available for from women. And I've highlighted in red and green which options are good or bad for women who are breastfeeding. So please take a look at that if you have any more questions. And you can find that at fromwomenshealth.com, and that's women's with an E. Again, if anyone has any questions or concerns, um, any would, look, would like any additional information, please feel free to comment on the blog post that this is attached to, or to reach out to me for a consultation through the consultation links on my website. Thanks for listening.